I V M. This is Storytellers and Storytellers live on tape with Vineet Kanabar on the IVM Podcast Network. Today, we're talking to someone who's an expert at writing love songs. Um, as we found out uh, in the past couple of weeks with uh, the release of our smash hit, Sang Rahiyo. Please welcome to the show, uh, with a lot of excitement, Jasleen Royal. Hi, Jasleen. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your show. I thank you so much for making the time. I know we've been trying to figure out how to do this um but I'm so glad that we've, we've managed to do this. I know it's a little uh late at night that we're recording this but we'll keep it going with energy. Yeah. Tell us about Sangrahi uh before we get into like other more complex things. What a song. I've been humming it for days now. My my office head um who is like who looks like a heavy metal guy just uh. tagged me on Facebook the other day and he's like So for the first time I'm humming a a song that has like a brand in it as well and I'm just loving it. So everybody's loving it. It's it's climbing the charts. It has an insane like dislike ratio. Tell us about it. Tell us about how it, how it came about. First of all, it's very uh, refreshing or strange for me to hear that I write love songs uh, because like I remember when I was uh, getting into music uh, during college and I met Loy Mendonca and he's like so what do you write about so i said i write about anything but love songs so then he started laughing he said like then do you write about politics or war so i said like what do you mean because he's like you can only write about two things <laughs> so no. i was like i don't believe with that uh, i don't believe in that but uh, but here i am writing love songs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah started off with a lot of other songs like my first song was panchi right and it was all about like you know uh, freedom and like freedom of thoughts speech dreams anyway anyway i'm di- uh, digressing uh, it just reminded me of the concept no no this is it's a podcast you have we have <laughs> yeah. all the time in the world <laughs> so yeah um i uh, on sangrayo i'm really happy that it's uh, it's doing so well it's like my first love song love song like i did not think about anything else in this one otherwise i've thought of uh, there are other songs of mine ट्रैवल So let's see where it goes and अभी तक तो इट्स I mean, with that objective in mind, or with that sort of behavior in mind, it's it should be an it, it's an amazing feeling, right? When you have so many people turning to you, and 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 what did we, what did you do? You just you made a song that speaks to so many people. There's such a lovely video to it, and you just dropped it, right? There's no paid promotion. There is no massive song premiere. It's just honest, good music. Put out with a really lovely, well-composed video. What I want to get at, Justine, is tell us about how you came up with this. You talked about it being your first love song. Um, 
what was the uh, the impetus and then how did you kind of realize it right i think that that's that's the journey that i'd really love to know a little bit about see like obviously there's some marketing uh, going yeah, on behind it uh, but how i conceived this and uh, how i planned to go with an independent release instead of going with a music label or a film i don't know it was i had composed the song obviously uh, like i love the lyrics and the melody of it and and it's a very personal song on some level obviously not on some, some level but it's a personal song and uh, and i love uh, what it talks about like growing in love growing as a person when you are with the right person and it also talks about like being your most stupid self in front of the person you love that's how you become more of yourself and you become actually stronger together and uh, you become more grow more in life you know it's like ironical like being stupid makes right. you grow in life but Absolutely. like you are <laughs> i'm a fool <laughs> you are your <laughs> uninhibited self yeah so that's what i talk about in the song and uh, and it's about like moving together hand in hand uh, no matter what happens so that's the message i'm giving through the song uh, which is beautifully written by neeraj rajawat and uh, the lyrics like really 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 resonated with me so that's why i really wanted to put it out and and i think uh, lockdown mein bahut sare logo ke sath aisa hua hai they have contemplated like where is their career is going what do they want to do and like i have met like 10 people and they've told me yeah we are working and now we want to do something on our own right you know you got that break to reflect on your options and so many people um, they've left their jobs uh, or like the services they were doing and they do started off with their own journey so i think that some something similar happened with me also uh, like i was doing a lot of films and all of that and uh, during the lockdown i got the time to think and i thought like why not or uh, do an independent song like why do i need to wait for a film or a label to pick it up right i i had the option to be honest to go with a film or a label but but i don't know like uh, sometimes you feel like collaborating with other people on certain projects and sometimes you feel uh you want to like you know uh <laughs> go so do, do it do it yourself diy yeah do it yourself yeah. Uh, and uh, that's what happened with this project no i love it i i mean uh, always been a big fan of the indie ethic and i think it makes a lot of sense um the reception you get and the organic growth that you get as an artist and again we've done this sort of indie way of doing things with a bunch of artists ourselves um it's always my favorite sort of way of doing things as well it it really brings an authenticity through uh, that i think fans love right i mean yeah. you could write a love song and just you know give it um yeah. 80 million airplays and and people will love it differently they love it of course yeah. they love it but they love it differently and um there's a joy to discovery there's a joy to yeah. your your loved one sending you a yeah. song that you didn't hear and then you're like hey i love it yeah. so much yeah. so beautiful to hear uh, your conviction with the indie method and and the the inspiration behind um, why you put the song out uh, let me ask you this you talked about collaboration and you collaborated with two people who've been on this podcast before so i collaborated with them before you did <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking um, but both um, ranveer and uh, mr tarun tripathi acha he's also been on this podcast tarun was guest number 1 
Tarun and Saurabh Khanna, the guy who wrote Ye Meri Family. Incidentally, if you haven't heard that episode, please go and check it out. That was for my fans. You have better things to do. No, I'm joking. But please, yeah. Just check it out. But yeah, how was it, man? Working working with with Ranveer and with Tarun, sir. Ranveer first, but. Uh, Ranveer, uh, it just happened like there was no plan to it, like no plan to casting him or anything. And I, uh, I came across a couple of his videos, and I was like, interesting guy, and something like that. And I, and we were looking for a boy for the video, and I just messaged yeah. him on uh, Instagram or like I got his number, uh, and I messaged him, here, would you like to be, would you like to star in uh, one of my songs? And he's like, uh, he said like, yeah, I love your songs and whatever. But he asked me like, why do you think I'll be, uh, I'll do justice to the song? Like, I mean, like I don't act and all. So I said like, it's just a gut feeling. And he said, uh, okay, then my gut also says that I should do it. And right. that's how it happened. And like, it was that organic and random. <laughs> and, and what a masterstroke, but even if it was that organic and random, yeah. what a masterstroke, right? Sorry, I don't know. It just, it just like, we just bonded uh, well. Uh, we just like genuinely are fond of each other and uh, we love to talk about uh, life and the meaning of life and where your career is headed and what you want to do and he has a lot of insights about a lot of things and I'm a very yeah. curious person anyway so uh, so I like to I like conversations basically and uh, he seems to be the right person to be having conversations with <laughs> so that's what you know really worked for, for us and that's how he came on board and, and when I got COVID uh, uh, because of COVID, the song got pushed a little bit, and uh, that is the time we got to utilize to, you know, cultivate this friendship. So I think that reflected on screen also. Most definitely. And, yeah, it it kind of worked, and uh, yeah, that's that's how Ranveer's this thing happened, and uh, and also I was actually inspired by how he's doing what he's doing with his YouTube channel, right, and. Uh, and since I was doing an independent release, it just made sense in my mind to, you know, be working with someone who's so passionate about building his own intellectual property, the way he's doing it. And he's Absolutely. adding value to so many people's lives and it just, it just felt right. I, I call him a creatorpreneur. He's, he's <laughs> as much an entrepreneur as he's a creator. Obviously, yeah. his, uh, his creation, his creativity and um, yeah. comes first. But um, I love the way that... Uh, even I mean, he's one of those guys who's kept his old base yet still got new people into into the kind of things that yeah. uh, that him and Monk uh, Monk are doing. And I loved I, I loved him in the video, man. He was just he was so good. I mean, obviously we work together. Full disclosure: uh, one of my clients is a brand partner in the video. Go check yeah. it out. Cadbury Dairy Milk Silk. Hi, yeah. Neha uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I texted him first time when we saw like the final final cuts. Mm-hmm. He was so natural, man. I was yeah. like, bro, yeah. I think you have opened up a new dimension for your, yeah. for your yeah. career. True. It was beautiful, man. And yeah. um, inspired casting, obviously, the, the chemistry, the moments felt natural, even though even though some of them were, you know, um, and, and for people who haven't seen the video, please go and, go and watch the video. It's got some really nice, uh, unique and fresh metaphors for distance and yeah. for, for love and longing. But it does have a healthy dose of the familiar as well, right? Yeah. There is that, yeah. all of that is also there, but yeah. it's done in such a fresh manner. And yeah. I think a lot of that is down to the, the chemistry that you and um, Ranveer shared uh, on screen. How about Tarun, sir? 
how 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 is working with him have you worked with him before oh tarun uh, i've known for a long time now and uh, as a friend first and uh, i've known him since a couple of years but this is the this is the first time we've collaborated on you know something uh, we've just met for like uh, at his house at his dinner parties and like uh, monopoly and like yeah. just laughed all night and just gone back and <laughs> all of that and just suddenly i met him for some work and and during the lockdown i just sent him a song the song sangreyo and i said like let's do something and he's like okay like let me try and that's how this whole collaboration happened with you guys and you know everyone so i think it's just this lockdown thing yeah <laughs> that all of it came together but ah, otherwise also would have come together but uh but i don't know i mean i don't know <laughs> no, no i i think um it came together through the uh through a lot of heavy lifting done by a lot of very very cool people tani yeah. the director um as well right uh, but yeah enough about sangrayu actually let yeah, us talk yeah, yeah. more about jasleen i want to i want to ask you this and i've always wanted to ask you this ever since i kind of first found out um, who jasleen was your wikipedia says you can play the guitar the mouth organ the flute and a tambourine while singing mm. you can also play the keyboard which also happens to be the first instrument you ever played but what's your favorite instrument to play like when you have no pressure of performance you just want to unwind maybe just what is it that you play i think uh, i would play the guitar i would just like strum it or just like pluck it Yeah, is that is that sort of where inspiration for melody also kind of comes, or 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 is it a different process like that? No, the inspiration can come wherever. Like sometimes it just comes like while you're walking and you like just hope, or take your phone out and just start recording whatever is playing in your head. Right. So sometimes it happens like that, but mostly obviously it happens in the studio when you like sit down to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times I'm just jamming on the piano and. a lot of times i'm just uh, jamming on uh, the guitar right so yeah i usually work on these two instruments to uh, come up with a melody or a song and what's your favorite instrument to perform i don't have a favorite like i, like I would love to perform uh, Now, what is the instrument that you think you're best at i mean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know when i like to i i like to think it from the song's point of view whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever song i'm performing and what that song requires and uh, but i i loved abhi recently i jammed on lagja gare with a friend of mine uh, radhika madan uh, she's an actor and uh, she was playing the keyboard and i was playing the uh, i was playing the accordion and i had a lot of fun disco- discovering a the new accordion. instrument yeah oh, yeah wow. i had a lot of fun yeah discovering a new instrument and uh, uh, performing this old classic which is timeless so me goes me bade maze aaye so i i love Uh, exploring like new new discovering new new sounds and new instruments but my comfort would be like a keyboard or a guitar lovely lovely have you i mean you talked about the accordion um, are there any other new instruments that you're trying out or that you've tried on nahi this is the most recent one but वैसे वो ukulele guitar le li to hota hi hai but that's like the basic if you know the guitar then you can play that yeah yeah and and how about like Weird instruments like maybe the theranum or or like the onde martinu or something like that. Have you ever tried any of those? No, yeah. Basically, I I uh, like to pick up instruments which will help me make melodies. Right, right. Uh, inherently, like I'm really, really, really drawn towards melodies. Like, yeah. And that comes through. That comes through. It does. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Uh, 
since you've been singing for what I'm sure is is almost all of your life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, given the prodigious talent that you are, um, how has your approach changed maybe over the years, right? Is there a is there a sort of creative process? Is there a singing style or influence? How can you take us on a journey saying, okay, okay, let's do it this way, right? Can you tell me maybe those three or four songs which you thought were level up for, for yourself as an artist? Maybe, maybe that, that's a different, better way of asking that question. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of it like that, but uh, but over the years, like meeting more people, working with so many other minds, like Amit Trivedi, uh, Sachin Jagar, uh, uh, Swanand Kirkire, like some of the people I've collaborated with, uh, some uh, like reading Rehman's book, uh, like seeing all these people, how they work, you get validated in a way that, because there's no process to making music. Right. The, so when I was working uh, on Hitchki with Yashraj, so I saw people were very comfortable saying that uh, they could not crack the song. Earlier, I would have a really tough time if someone called me and I was on a deadline and they asked me like, uh, song hua kya? Kitna ban gaya? And I, was, I would try to dodge the call. I would not pick up and I would get like under a lot of stress I, and I would reply saying, Ki, kar to rihu, matlab. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then I... Uh, I started accepting the fact that it's it's a creative process, though uh, there's no like process process to it. Right. Like, it'll come if you sit at it, but it might not come. So just acknowledge it. It's okay. It's okay to not have cracked a song in that period. So I would like really be hard on myself. And I learned that from my journey on Hitchki. And uh, like while I was reading uh, A.R. Rahman's book, so he said like he doesn't follow any uh, structure to a song like right. he can give an interlude wherever he doesn't follow like verse chorus, verse, chorus, chorus. Yeah, yeah yeah and which i have done in a couple of my songs like uh, from gali boy jahatu chala and maini so there's no like standard structure so i i felt okay i felt like okay so it's okay to be you know following your own way of doing things and because i look up to these people so you kind of get validated for the stuff you're doing and uh, and I don't know I mean like I, I don't know if I'm answering your question right no no you are you are there's no right or wrong answer <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying like with every project or uh, with every new encounter uh, with someone else who I look up to I found something uh, new and I found I found peace <laughs> with not knowing much you know that's that's a really big thing for me because I'm a self-taught musician right. and uh, and I've learned everything on my own. Like I've picked it up on the way. So uh, even my singing or whatever it is, I am not a trained singer. I just sing because I love playing the guitar. That's how I discovered my love for singing. So, and I come from a small town, Ludhiana, and you don't have music schools there or, you know, there's not much exposure. So whatever I've learned is like, I see Sun Sun Ke, Apne Le Gaga Ke. So that's what I've learned. Like there's no one way to do things and it's okay not to know everything. And as long as I feel uh, the song I've created is making me feel something when I hear it, I think I've done a good job. (laughs) 
I think that's that's a that's a solid set of learnings and principles. <laughs> Absolutely solid. And there's a couple of thoughts that came into my head yeah. while while you were saying this, but I didn't stop you because because you really seem to have latched onto a sort of rich vein of wisdom there. Um, but, but let me ask you this: What happened when after that phone call, right? Um, when you couldn't crack a song, uh-huh. what happened after that? <laughs> so no, so my director called me right. uh, to to. Uh, to his office, uh, Manish Sharma, I'm talking about. Of course. And he the called me only. and he's like, Ki, uh, why do you not pick up the phone? <laughs> why do you disappear? And uh, I said, but I, do, I don't have a song. I don't have a melody. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, just say that you don't have it. But then I asked him, like, is it okay to say that? Like, Pona looks like really unprofessional and uh, not so talented or whatever. He said, no. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> It's really dumb of me, but uh, but sometimes you are really hard on yourself. No, absolutely. I think, yeah. um, and and it's a very important part of of that learning, also, right? Because yeah. um, you set standards for yourself, yeah. and then you beat yourself up because you're not able to hit that standard. But mm-hmm. the problem isn't you're not able to hit that standard. The problem is it takes time to get to that yeah. standard every single yeah. time. Yeah. It yeah. isn't equal in every yeah. moment, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, and I. I love Manish. He's, he's yeah. a passionate Monopoly yeah. deal player as well. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Love it. I think um, it's it's such a such a nice, important learning. It feels so simple when you say it, but it's such an mm-hmm. such an important um, little bit of learning there. Um, let me let me ask you this this last bit yeah. about what what sort of um, creative process uh, that you follow, right? I think as you grow as an artist or as you grow as a performer, um, there are things you really like about your own act, there are things you maybe want to improve. And that's where the role of feedback really comes in, right? You, you tend to have a trusted circle of people who you get feedback from and then that circle grows, etc. How, how does that work, work in, in your case, right? Um, how does, where does feedback figure in? Do you create something that you're entirely happy with and then show it to others or you're like, abhi aisa hai, thinking, collaborating. Just want to know how you take that. Um, usually... I think you should be clear uh, who are you catering to sometimes right. like when you've made a song I think you know like who's going to like this song like what set of audience is going to like that song so it's really hard to please everyone that's yeah, what I know and uh, if you know that then it's okay I mean like that's what I said like if I if I have worked on a song and I am happy with it and then my job is done you know but right. as an artist I'm always like trying to experiment with my sound, with the singers I choose. So I keep doing that because I'm really uh, hungry to experiment and to put out like different kind of music out there. Like uh, Din Shak Dada is very different from Nas Deni Sare, Kogayam Kaha and now Sagrayo. So sometimes you might get flack, like people telling you that it's not as good as that. Right. Or, you know, or this one is the best. Or this one is the most popular. So everyone has their own lens of viewing or listening to your songs. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what you are doing. And if if you are satisfied with the song you have put out, then it's fine. Then it's up to the audience, which one they love the most or which one gets the mo- becomes the most popular. And also, like like I said, like in my case, I've seen songs I've picked up after two, two, three, three years. Right. I've put them out and after three years, suddenly it's become a rage. After two, three years, like a song of mine is discovered by a lot of people. So you never know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like a sleeper. Yes, yeah. Guess yeah. all of that. It's just you know putting things what inspires you. 
No, I, I get that. I mean, I, I get the audience response aspect of it. Um, what I want to get at is sometimes maybe you're not sure. Huh. Does that happen to you? I mean, it happens to me. Uh, although I'm, I'm very sure a lot of times there are times when I'm just like not sure when kya karu patao. Does that happen to you when you're sort of coming up with a song and <laughs> you're just like, mummy? Abhi tak to nahi bol. Aisa to nahi hua abhi tak because I. That's why you are you are gifted. I don't think so. Abhi tak hua hai. And and like I said, that's why you're gifted. Um, Let me ask you this, right? There are clear sort of benefits of of being an artist in the digital age, right? Especially a music artist in the digital age. I remember 2004, 2005 was when the first sort of MySpace band happened, right? Arctic Monkeys, everybody's like, oh, wow, what a band. And since then, that trajectory has given us so many great, um, talented, indie alternative musicians, right? Um, you have the Pratik all the way uh, to Obama's playlist or Peter Cat or or a bunch of the guys in the in the Bollywood Hindi space with local train channels, all of these yeah. guys as well, right? With that also comes obviously a lot of a lot of attention. Um, Instagram is is such an important aspect of it, right? To me, there is a certain how do you say balance that you seek? I mean, as a fan, right? Whether for, especially from an indie artist or an alternative artist, right? How do how do you look at that? How do you look at your Instagram fans um, or or the Instagram generation of people mm-hmm. that you want to be part of your audience, right? How do you how do you sort of deal with that? How do you um, work with that? Uh, is there a strategy in place or you're just like, hey, I'm going to play it by ear. I'm really like indie authentic and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, see, earlier I used to feel very uh, forced into, you know, being active on social media. Like right. everyone keeps telling you, you need to post, you need to post, you need to post, you need to be active. And I used to be like, oh, I'm not sure. And also not like a very um, extroverted person. Like, you know, I don't like to just, I just don't like to keep clicking myself and, so I used to find it really hard. Uh, but now I actually feel like connecting with the people I have on Instagram. I would like to grow my uh, social media accounts and build a fan base for myself. Because in the future, I feel like I want to put out more independent stuff. And uh, if you want, if I want to go that way, then I want to you know, reach out to as many listeners as I can in the most organic uh, way. Right. Yeah, right. so I find that really helpful and organic way of reaching out to people. No, that's that's very interesting because it sort of resonates with how you, how you want to, with how you're positioned as an artist, with how, how you yeah. are as an artist as well. I think that that computes, um, I mean, I remember a bunch of really talented people being as averse as you are saying, hey, yaar, ye nahi karna hai. but then once they get the hang of it, um, yeah. I'm talking about Jitu for that matter. Yeah. Once you got the hang of it, now it's like 700,000 on Instagram or something. Yeah. Like that. Once you get the hang of it, I'm sure yeah. um, it becomes a sort of feedback and flow and community mechanism. Correct. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What are you listening to these days? Me? Uh, I'll answer that. Can I take one very important call? Yeah, yeah. we'll go into a break while huh. you take a call and we will come <laughs> back right after this break. Back on Storytellers and Storytellers with Jocelyn Royal. We were talking about what Jocelyn is listening today before she got, got a phone call. So, uh, Jocelyn, yeah, what are you listening to these days? I really love this track uh, called Bari by Bilal Sai. And uh, I am. I also am listening to Maroon 5. And Begin Again, I keep listening to 
Oh, I love Big That's Mama. one of my favorite soundtracks. And my, one of my favorite films. So, I think, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm listening to. And any, like, weird, quirky things that are, that are part of your playlist right now? I don't know about quirky and all, but I really like that track from uh, the Sky Spink member. Right. For Aisha. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty cool one. Yeah, that is a cool one. Tell me this. You've got a lot of indie cred. You've got movie stuff ha- stuff happening. What's up next, right? Is there, are you looking at an album? Are you looking at more collabs? Are you looking at, like, is, is there going to be a Jocelyn Royal hip-hop album? Or a hip-hop collab? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm really keen to know where you go next. Uh, which uh, way to? So, there's this really interesting collaboration already happened, like, uh, sort of an international collaboration, which is going to be out uh, end of this year. And right. obviously there are films I'm working on. The one is called Sheer Shah, starring Siddharth Malhotra and Kiara Adwani. So uh, really excited about that track. And uh, also my singles. Also I'm doing a couple of cool things with Tarun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to that. So <laughs> it's a good time. I mean, uh, as in not in the world, but... Right. Uh, like career-wise. Yeah. yeah. No, we're, we're okay with that. We're yeah. okay with saying it's a good time. It doesn't always <laughs> have to be Corona. Yeah. Um, now, let me ask you this. Uh, before I kind of um, jump into my episode closer, how do you then look at, you know, um, okay, wait, let me rephrase this. Huh. Quentin Tarantino um, huh. is this director you might have heard of. I don't yeah. know. Not a lot of people know him. But yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he always looks at uh, the stuff he does from... Uh, a third person's perspective, right? What is my yeah. filmography like? Um, I mean, what, uh, what does it look like? What do people, how do you look at maybe the, maybe this phase of, of, of making music, right? Um, of this phase of growth as an artist, what should your uh, discography look or sound like? What should people, people take away from Jocelyn Royal's music? Is there something like, is there something that you're like working towards saying, Hey, this is how it's supposed to be, or this is how, how, uh, how I, sh- I should sound or look, or is it still a lot, like organic and play by ear like that, right? Yeah, I think uh, it's very organic and like play by ear and what excites me, what collaboration excites me. Uh, like I remember when I was, I had just done Barbar Deku, I had done Nasdini Sari and Kogayam Gaha. So a lot of people started calling me for wedding songs, wedding songs, wedding songs and a couple of them I said yes to but, but eventually I was like getting really bored of it. You know, like sometimes you just have to say yes because like people are not ready to take a no. And also I'm new in the industry and, you know, <laughs> so stuff like that was happening. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. I mean yeah, yeah, of course. Like I'm not being forced, forced, but it's just so much pressure. Like, right. uh, like you're made to feel stupid if you say no to it. Right. So, so that was happening. Yeah, that, then, I, I call it projected FOMO. Kisi aur ka FOMO mujh ha, ha. <laughs> Projected FOMO is actually a better term. Toh sab ho tha. And you then, you only start getting flagged, you were sounding repetitive, repetitive. I said like, but because I'm asked, being asked to be repetitive, like they don't want to. So basically what happens is when you do a fresh song or something like that, people right. keep coming, people come to you like, what a what fresh sound, that? what a fresh sound, oh. it's amazing. Can you do this for us also? And right. when you do that for them, you sound repetitive. It's not fresh anymore. <laughs> yeah. And if you do something fresh and decide, hmm, acha hai, but umala nia hai, wo wala jaisa hai. Pahle wala karta na, pahle wala jaisa I know. So you get stuck in this uh, stupidity. But but I realized that like, I think pretty soon, I hope so, <laughs> my discography reflects <laughs> of some uh, wise decision. 
No, no, it already does. I mean, it already does. My question is, discography five years from now, maybe ten years from now. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a like a writer at heart, so I always think about how you know artists or uh, creative people, right? Um, how they would look like to you know get perceived. Often, what happens is you put a song out, and then it's out of your hands. Right? That, that's true for everything. You put a movie out, you put a song out, whatever. And then it's in the audience's hands. The yeah. audience jo bol rahi hai, that yeah. is what it is, right? For example, yeah. we started this episode saying Justin Royal writes love songs. That's because yeah. I'm the audience. I saw yeah. Justin write yeah. a great love song, right? So that's that's what that's where I was sort of coming at it from, right? Because yeah. I mean, as you also mature in the industry and as as your set of fans also grows, mm. uh, it would be super interesting to see to see what new directions, what interesting mm. uh, new sounds you bring out. Yeah, super excited about about all of that. My last question. to you on this podcast after which you can close a long day of interviews i know it's been, <laughs> uh, is a few recommendations for our listeners some stuff that's that's close to your heart that's that that might be important to you could be a movie a book um, a song some poem okay. you've read could be anything. yeah oh there are like uh, quite a few uh, like i said begin again is like one of my favorite films and right. i love the soundtrack and uh, recently i'm listening to bali like i said and uh, can't think of anything else right now but those are good i mean i love begin again have you seen once yeah i was in college and i have i used to play that song a lot calling uh, slowly yeah? yeah that's from once right but i'm not seen the film <laughs> oh, oh i'm going to check it out, it out. Lovely film, very yeah. lovely film. Like Begin Again is also lovely, but uh, once is the yeah, I'm old, I'm old. I it's yeah. on my list. Go for it. Uh, I think that would be a great way to unwind after a long day of interview. Yeah, Justin. Um, Justin, well, thank you so much for making time. Uh, lovely as ever to talk to you. Thank And, you. And uh, I had a I had a blast getting to know uh, some of the wise things that uh, <laughs> go on inside that head of yours. Thank you so much, Justin, for making time. I hope you had fun too. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Actually, I've not seen drained at all. Sometimes it happens like after a long day of interviews, but I actually found it very refreshing. To be honest, like I, I, I had a fun conversation. I'm so glad you did. Um, I, I mean, a, a very wise musician once told me that if after singing, you are satisfied, then it's good. That's it from me and Jasleen Royal on this episode of Storytellers and Storytellers. Come back again next week for another fun conversation. This is me and Jasleen saying goodbye. Bye bye.